Welcome to the One Thing Podcast, where we all get to usher in the new age of humanity, homo spiritus, by practicing dancing with the one thing that individuals, communities, and countries have yet to try en masse. That one thing is connection to the higher self part of our true self anatomy that people call by various names. Our prime directive above all else is to make and constantly return to taught connection, the one thing connection, day in and day out as our first step in dealing with life problems rather than viewing life problems as things we can solve separately from taught. And I'm David Gruder with, uh, with my wife, Lori Morse, and we are your hosts for this marvelous podcast that we're having so much fun delivering to all of you. And in this particular episode, we're going to be doing part two of what we did uh, started in our last episode, which is on homo spiritus and how we understand the higher purpose of the United States. And in this episode, we're going to be keying in on perspectives on the United States Constitution and Bill of Rights that are based on the one thing and homo spiritus and that are relevant to all free countries. Beautiful. Beautiful. So we're, I'm going to start off by reading a poem by Kayla Henry. And then I'll say just a little bit after the poem, but it, it starts. It's been like this forever. This isn't a change of weather. Freedom's hanging by a thread here while, be, while we binge Netflix and TikTok. Now, I'm not here to judge you. I know we're all scared and tired, and we've been so hardwired. Media fueled the wrong fires. We're depressed. We're dying while billion, billionaires are crying of laughter, while we're just running faster away from reality. Well, why wouldn't we? They've got guns and we've got family. This isn't conspiracy theories have been brought to light throughout history. We're in a cave thinking we're free. Won't go to the light because it's easier not to see. Can we go back to dictionaries when definitions were clear? We don't read, we just fear. Words manipulated we don't even know existed. Let teachers fix it so parents can be distant. Mess with child development, just leave it to the government. Let them draw our paths because we gave them a pencil. We can erase this if we face it. U.S. Us against the faces that convince us drugs will solve our problems while they profit from our consumption. Stop just listening to stars and politicians and start using intuition, discerning fact from fiction. Stop playing into our addiction of listening to a system that's turning us to victims, our lack of wisdom. If you don't see it now, it's okay to be confused, but don't throw rocks at those who do take a step back and you'll see who is piloting the ruse a bunch of individuals profiting from your residuals putting our money into propaganda and riot police instead of into our failing healthcare system they've always done this saying they need our cash to fix the roads while they ride private jets and fancy boats no wonder we can't stay afloat we're right where they want us distanced and thoughtless avoiding each other so we can't discuss what's wrong with this picture Instead, we write our feelings, caps lock on caps lock on with words vomiting out of our thumbs without knowledge of real arguing. I think that's referencing to texting and virtual, you know, uh, technology. Why can't ideas be shared without ruining friendships and careers? Just because someone's got offended, never learned emotional intelligence, your feelings have no relevance in the crusade for truth. If they gave any credit to the people, we wouldn't have censored information. We just see one side on every station, pushing separation amongst each other, 
So we're too busy judging. Ads selling problems, not solutions. Our institutions told us following was the solution. Because if you think for yourself, you'll go nowhere with an F. But I can tell you, the people who came out independent were the ones who were observant. I had to unlearn to become present. And yeah, I'm still working on it, but I make choices for myself. So this is, this is a young woman's understanding of, um, you know, giving up her, her, her card, if you will, to, to be a follower and choosing. And she said something really, the other piece that we're really wanting to make clear here is that the reason why the one thing or the, the, the um, regular connection to the source of all life is important is because it's the antidote to separation, which is our original wound, which is separation from the source of life. And so it's, it's a beautiful consideration. And there's many, many people who are, are in this inquiry and are tending and cultivating this relationship to the one thing. And as always, we're grateful you're here and happy to invite you along on this path. Marvelous. Thank you for that delicious poem and for your commentary. Um, for as by way of review, just very, very quickly, what we covered in part one of this two-part piece that we're about in this episode is in part one, we, we talked about the higher purpose behind life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness uh, being to give us full freedom to connect to the one thing in order to express our true and whole nature so we have a body of humanity that is exampling what it means to be a free country, a free society. And we focused on the United States simply because our understanding is that there was a divine intention around the, the birth of the United States, which was uh, to be a beacon to the world, uh, on not, not uh, to be an inspirer, not an imperialist, if I can say it that way, again, by way of review. And we provided a couple of specific takeaways that we were inviting you to contemplate at the end of the last episode and in preparation for us going even deeper into this material in this episode. Great, so, thank you. Yeah, go ahead. So this idea of, um, the, my understanding is that the, the soil, those who, of us who are on American soil, we have experienced in, in terms of its length of life, less bloodshed than any other uh, mass of soil on earth. And so it's almost like, and, and it, it's not to make light of the, um, the, the desecration of um, native peoples, but uh, you know, that's, that's- Desecration and decimation. Yeah, that wasn't part of the divine plan um, and it's terrible and it's still less than any other countries or soils have, have had in terms of bloodshed over time on their lands. And what's interesting about the word America is that it's an anagram and it's an anagram for the, if, if you just write the word America down and then pull out these letters, you'll see it's the I am, I, capital I, capital A-M, race. 
And I am is the code word, if you will. It's the, the most powerful co-creative, co-creative words on the planet, bar none, whether one speaks English or not. And it, it activates co-creation of, of the light, of, of the presence. So when you, if you've heard that term before, the I am presence, and if you haven't, it's worth looking up. Um, but the I am presence is your higher self. It's, it's, the, it's the higher self anatomy part of you that all of us have, regardless of how good or bad we are. And this is, this is why we keep having this conversation, because cultivating that relationship with that I am presence that we are uh, act, actually activates our spiritual technology within every one of our cells. And so th- the design of America is to be a race that is fully connected to their higher presence. And that alone becomes the beacon of light, not, not needed to, you know, for the imperialism and the colonialism, as David mentioned. The other thing I'll add to this is that as, as an artist, uh, the flag is red, white, and blue, the American flag. And when you mix those three colors, red, white, and blue, you get the color purple. <laughs> and that represents the violet flame, which is the most um, highest vibration of cleansing, purifying, freedom, installing energy that any human being can call forth into not only their system, but into any situation. More on that in another episode, but we wanted to just give you a taste for why being on this land and being a steward of the the intention of this, uh, of America and the constitution and the bill of rights is so meaningful. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And we're at a very important turning point in history right now uh, in the United States as a country and not um, not on the levels that uh, only on the levels that we've talked about and that that you're already aware of, but also having to do with the cycle and lifespan that uh, that civilizations go through. And so I'm going to speak very briefly. I'm going to give you an overview of something that you can then go look up and I'll, we'll provide, this will be one of the links that we'll provide in our show notes as well. Uh, but I want to give you a kind of an overview of something called the Titler cycle, T-Y-T-L-E-R, the Titler cycle. And what this has to do with uh, is studying the, the life cycle of civilizations. And the Titler cycle observes that the average age of the world's greatest civilizations has been around 200 years. And nations have progressed through a sequence of stages over those those kind of 200-year spans, um, from bondage to spiritual faith, from spiritual faith to great courage, from courage to liberty, from liberty to abundance, from abundance to selfishness, from selfishness to apathy, and what I would also call learned helplessness in addition to apathy, from apathy to dependence, and from dependence back into bondage. And where, if you think about the history of the United States, for example, we, we are at the end of this 200-year cycle right now, and the opportunity for a resurrection, for a, a next Titler cycle in the United States is in front of us right now, and the 
commitment that's important in lawyers and my belief for all of us to make in the United States and for everyone to make in any free country is when you get to the end of that cycle is to go back into faith, courage, liberty, and abundance. Go back around the cycle again, the wheel of life, the turning of life as societies rather than as individuals. And so I think it's important to be aware that this Titler cycle phenomenon occurs and about where the United States is in the Titler cycle so that we can join together to initiate the next time round on the Titler cycle. Beautiful. And we're uh, proposing that doing that without being connected to the source of life will not bode well in our favor. <laughs> it can't work. We can't, we can't do another cycle unless yeah. we connect to exactly. the source of all life. And nor should, uh, so there's a joke, you know, outsourcing our life and outsourcing our, the things that we do and the things that we don't want to do. And it's almost as if we've outsourced democracy and we are the people, we, the people, right. That's how everything begins in a, in a democracy. And, um, and, and the people, it, the government works for the people, right? And so, but if the people are not engaged in their democracy, if they're outsourcing it to their, their elected officials or any other group for that matter, uh, then it isn't a true democracy. And so it's really important. We, I, I feel like we've been outsourcing our democracy for as long as I've been aware, you know, adult enough to be aware of it. And so our invitation is to... Um, is to engage because if, if our democracy is hanging by a thread and some say that's not far from the truth, uh, then we, we can't, we can no longer wash our hands as, as a citizen, as the citizenry, we can't wash our hands of our responsibility of our engagement in a democracy. And we'll talk a little bit more in a minute about what that could look like. It doesn't have to, you know, mean you have to throw yourself, you know, into a wild march or a wild protest. There's lots of ways to do this. If that's your thing, great, but it, you know, it may not be your thing. So um, we'll talk in just a minute about that. But we have to also remember that the government is tasked with two primary things. One is to protect us from within and from without, and the other is to to ensure our rights based on the Bill of Rights and based on the First Amendment, which is life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness, uh, religious freedom, and the right to own property. So those are the things that are, uh, the, the, it's the government's job to protect us and to ensure that we have those rights. Absolutely. And what I want to make sure that we say, uh, because different people use ter different terminology, when we talk about democracy, we're just using a, a shorthand here because what we're also talking about is freedom promoting republics. That's right. And, uh, and freedom promoting republics promote freedom by providing citizens with, with not only opportunities to, but with a responsibility to participate in the crafting of government. If you look at the United States's mission statement, this may come as a shock to some of you that I say it that way, because if you look in the Constitution for something called a mission statement, you will not find it. It's not called a mission statement, but it's a mission statement. What it's called is the preamble to the United States Constitution. Mm -hmm. 
It is the United States' mission statement, even though not, not used that phrase is not used with it. And it's exactly what Laurie is talking about. This vision, this mission is to create a country in which the government is a servant to its citizens, not to itself and not to special interests, and is to legislate, is to function at the intersection of promoting individual freedom and the common good. Actually, the, the wording is preserving um, individual freedom and promoting the common good. And that tension between individual freedom and the fact that we are a group, we are a collective, we're a society, so that there are certain things that have to be embraced in terms of common good in order for us to not deteriorate into anarchy and narcissism. We, we have a brilliant document that seeks to do exactly what Laurie was talking about. And the freedom part was so precious to the founders of the United States that that's why those first 10 amendments to the Constitution were ratified virtually immediately after the Constitution was ratified, the Bill of Rights that Laurie was referring to. So what does it mean to be in an engaged democracy, in a, a engaged in participating in the preservation and growth of a freedom promoting republic rather than delegating governance to our representatives and washing our hands of our own responsibility to participate. What, what does it mean to do that? Well, what it means is that the, the crafters of the form of government that the United States have uh, has did, they did not create something that in, in political theory is called a pure democracy. They created something that's called a representative democracy. And the whole idea of a representative democracy is that we vote people into office, into legislatures and, and Congress and you know, at the state level, at the, at the national level, we vote people into public office in order to represent our interests on behalf of the constitution. So the people we vote for have to really understand not just the wording of the constitution, but the intention underneath the wording in the constitution and they need to educate us, not through being manipulated by special interests, but they need to educate us in the complexities of the issues that we face, that legislation is being built around so that we can participate in giving them useful input about how we want them to function on our behalf. But if we are constitutionally illiterate, if we don't understand the constitution, if we don't understand how these elected bodies are designed by the constitution to operate, and if we don't understand our responsibility in ensuring that the government is a servant to us, then everything falls apart. 
Well, look at what's happening right now. Things are falling apart. It's not because the left is battling the right and the right is battling the left. Those, that's symptoms. That's at the surface symptom level. It's because we've forgotten the Constitution. We have forgotten our responsibilities as citizens in informing our elected representatives and in getting information from them on the complexity of issues. We have forgotten what it means to be a participant in a democracy, in a freedom-promoting republic. And until we reclaim that responsibility, it's not simply a right, it's a responsibility. Until we reclaim it, we have no one to blame for the deterioration, but our own apathy, if I use the term in the Titler cycle, uh, or our own learned helplessness, which is the delusion that we have less power than we actually have. Beautiful. So beautiful. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's tempting to say the game is rigged and just throw our hands up and not want to engage or participate. But that's part of the problem. And there are way more people than there are elected officials. So you can do the math on that and decide if only some percentage of us up our game in terms of engagement, um, that, that will make a huge difference in tipping the scales you know, back towards a democratic union that is more functional than what we have been seeing. And we've said a few times in the, in the previous podcast that uh, the species homeo sapien is over. Homo sapien. What did I say? Homeo. Oh, homeo. <laughs> Homo sapien. Yeah. <laughs> Too many homeostasis conversations. Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> the so, so the homo sapien, uh, we, we keep saying it's, it's done, it's time, it's, oh, it's time is done and over. And we don't mean that we're going to go extinct. We just want to be clear on this point that we're not going extinct as a species. A lot of people actually believe that that's happening. But um, what we're doing very clearly is our feeling and inner knowledge and uh, understanding as to what's happening in terms of the evolvement is that we're evolving into another stage of our evolution, which is what we've talked about as homo spiritus. So Please don't get on the bandwagon of that. We're all going extinct, so why bother anyway? Because that 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 would not be the 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 true um, way to cons consider it. So I yeah. uh, just wanted to make that part clear. Let's let's context that really really clearly. Okay. Um, the species Homo sapiens is over. Humanity is not. That's the version perfect. of humanity called species Homo sapiens is over. The version of humanity called Homo spiritus is beginning. That's that's beautiful. Yeah. So uh, you want to say anything else before we move into our takeaways? No, let's go ahead and do our takeaways. Yeah. Okay. So the first takeaway that we have for you is no matter what country you are in, I mean, read your own country's constitution. And Read state, it. for that matter. Pardon me? And your and state. Yes, and, and the, the constitution of your state or your province, depending on what country you're in. And we want to recommend that you read the United States Declaration of Independence and Constitution and the Bill of Rights, or at least 
the Bill of Rights, the first 10 amendments of the U.S. Constitution, simply because if you are American, we believe you, we, that all of us have a responsibility to understand these documents. If you're not American, I firmly believe that in reading these documents, you will understand the constitution of your own free country in an even deeper way, because most other countries' constitutions have been modeled after or modified based on the U.S. Constitution. So uh, this is not a read, read it once and you're done. Whatever your country's and, and province's or state's constitution is, read it over and over because we need to understand the fundamental underlying principles that gave rise to the words even more than the words themselves. This is no different from what's necessary in truly understanding spiritual writings, holy writings like the Bible or the Quran or the Bhagavad Gita. We've got to read the words and then sit with those words to really lean into and underneath the words to understand the spirit and the intention behind the words. So true. And, you know, these, the words, and as David said, the underlying principles, they're dynamic. They're not static words just on parchment that seem old and un, un, no longer applicable to today. They're, they're so dynamic and they're so filled with a life force that the invitation is for in the reading of the words that they, it, it comes alive in you. It comes alive in the citizenry so that we can embody the principles and the meanings, the underlying meanings and the purpose and the intention of the whole constitution as it was designed as a divine blueprint, if you will. So we're inviting you to dedicate this upcoming year to a greater understanding of these principles. And, you know, there's lots of um, online options. There's free online courses for understanding the Constitution and the Bill, Bill of Rights. Easy enough to Google and search. Uh, find one that is aligned with your general way of, you know, uh, considering the, the um, you, well, your, your beliefs. And and do it, do it. It's worth it. It's not going to take a ter you know too much of your time, but it's vital for each of us to embody the underlying energetic principles and the dynamic essence of what it means to be a citizen in the United States of America. Mm -hmm. And what we're thank you. That's so spot on. And 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 what Lori and I are really hoping that you're drawing from this two part two episode uh, series on, on this topic is that it's not possible to be a sovereign steward of this kind of great vision without being connected to the one thing, because the framers channeled this through connection to the one thing. The and made it a point to say the reason we are putting forth your freedom is so you can be in this connection with the one thing without any interference. Right. The framers were visionaries who were 250 years ahead of their time uh, to draw on uh, or paraphrase uh, words that have been uttered about other things. Uh, democracy, great concept, never been tried. Right. The framers were ahead of their time. They were visionaries. Now is the time 
for us to bring the depth of wisdom of those documents into our operation as individuals and as a society, because we've now seen what works and what doesn't work in trying to make this form of government functional. And now is the time to step into being homo spiritus so we can at last fully live in, into the Constitution in the high-minded ways that the framers intended in the first place. Beautiful. And one thing I forgot to mention a minute ago is uh, there are so many ways that you can be involved. You know, obviously voting is, is you know, a, a, an important component. Um, writing to your your um, your representatives and making your opinion and your voice heard you know there there are things online and I think we might even post a link to a, a whole list of options where you can consider which which of these would I like to do you know which lines up more with the time I have and and the my personality and the ways in which um, I, I feel the most called to engage in my democracy. So um, please, it doesn't matter what you do. You just, we're just inviting you to do something. Exactly. Uh, it, and it, it matters what you do only in the sense that you, you become active in the forms you're called to be active in, trusting that across all of us, all of the ways that activism needs to show up will be covered, will collectively cover all bases. But some people are going to be active through praying. Exactly. Right. Consider that all forms of activism is sacred. Yes. Uh, so don't try to do everything. Don't try to do what someone else is doing because they're doing it. Um, it, it so I just want to reinforce what you were saying, Lori. It's so yeah, important. Perfect. Yeah, beautiful. And so we're going to wrap up this episode by saying again the the statement that we made at the end of the last episode because we we think it's that important uh laura you want uh, i know that there's the time delay problem between the two of us saying it together uh do you do you want to say it once and then i'll say it once oh sure okay yeah we'll get the the masculine and the feminine uh balanced verbiage here <laughs> love it love it okay so I'm, yeah, part of the inspired document of divine law that is the Constitution is to be a beacon of light to the world. Inspirers, not imperialists. And until the citizens of the U.S. can hold this energy, and it is incumbent upon every American to learn to be sovereign according to our higher presence, so we can honor the Constitution's true intentions, we cannot fulfill our calling as a country to be beacons who allow citizens of other countries to see us as an example. Indeed. So again, through masculine energies, part of the inspired document of divine law that is the constitution is to be a beacon of light to the world, inspirers, not imperialists or, or uh, colonists mm, yeah. until or, uh, colonial, uh, colonialists, that's the word I was looking for, colonialists, until the citizens of the United States can hold this energy. And it's incumbent 
on every American to learn to be sovereign according to our higher presence. And I believe it's incumbent upon every citizen of every free country to learn to be sovereign according to our higher presence. So we can honor the Constitution's true intentions in, uh, for Americans, the United States Constitution, for others, your Constitution. Until we do this, we can, uh, as Americans, we cannot fulfill our particular unique calling as a country to be beacons who allow citizens of other countries to see the higher vision that all free societies are meant to embody. <laughs> and just as a reminder, higher presence is the one thing that we're talking about. It's the connection to an intelligence and a wisdom that carries solutions and, and patterns of perfection and new programs that will replace the ones that no longer are working. So the higher presence is your I am presence is the one thing is, you know, the source of life is <laughs> nature. It's, it's all those things. So, but just to be clear on that. So our next episode, we're going to be talking about homo spiritus and a version of law called Nisara that we'll go into a little bit more detail of, and it's quite exciting. Um, so you don't want to miss that episode. And so until next time, remember to dance with your better half, the one thing, so that you can keep living more and more fully as homo spiritus.